and Groove Lounge. Hello, welcome to the Needle and Groove Lounge, an unfriendly establishment serving sips and spins since 2020. Thanks for tuning in to our second recorded session. For those new to the lounge, let me provide you all with a little background about the joint. Back in October 2020, four friends who are geographically distant were, like many of us, craving connection, community, and a sense of place. With music being a common denominator in our relationship, we decided to start a weekly virtual listening night while sharing some drinks. Thus, the lounge was born. Each week, we would share the beers we were drinking, have some laughs, and then we'd dive into three rounds of music discussion and discovery. After 12 consecutive sessions, we decided to start a podcast so we could invite more people into our community. The first round is a democratically elected theme, selected by the hosts and or suggestions from listeners. The themes are relatively broad. For example, we've discussed individual themes such as our favorite pump-up jam, a song that represents a time in your life, or more wide-ranging such as political and protest songs and live performances. This allows the round to be wide open and gives plenty of room for interpretation. Tonight at the lounge, we discuss cover songs. The hosts bring a wide range of covers for you to enjoy. The next round is selected by one of the members. Each week, one of the hosts chooses the theme for this round, and we cycle through each member each week. This round is typically a historical research round and is much more narrow than the first round. Typically, the host chooses a genre, label, time period, etc. for each member to explore for the next episode. We've covered UK jazz from the mid-2000s, early 2000s Americana, 70s soul, and more. Tonight we talk about singer-songwriters. The last round is centered around new music discovery. We discuss new songs and albums that we are currently interested in, but add some fun. After listening to the song, each member gets to critique the song. They critique it with their beer. Let me explain. They can either give a big chug or a pound of their beer. This means they love the song and they will listen right away. They could also give it a sip, which means they think it's a solid song, but not for them right now, maybe later. And last is no sip. They put their beer down. Ouch. The no sip is kind of like, why did you share that with me? I'll never listen again. Brutal, right? Well, we hope you enjoy the show and check us out on Instagram at Needle Groove Lounge. And be sure to give us a good review on your podcasting app of choice. Thanks for coming. What did you all order at the lounge tonight from your local bartender? Yeah, you shimmy on over. Your bartender, they know who you are. They know your drink special. But you want oh, I gotta, something I gotta different get, I gotta go get my theme beer. This is my this is my business. Oh, you got a theme beer. This is my show beer. Okay. I, do. I tried to go on theme today too, and I actually feel like with this, unless you're choosing like a beer's flagship beer, everything is a cover, right? Like it's just it's just a brewery doing another f- style. So I think we could all be on theme potentially, unless you went with the flagship beer from a, from from a brewery. Anyways, yeah, you could you could back your way into any of those. I'll be right back. Yeah, um, so I'll start actually because I, I I'm gonna take that stretch. You all know Tired Hands is uh, right near me, and I, I frequent it often. 
Um, this is the modern gulpy, which is a light lager, 4%. Um, and what I think is unique is Hop Hands doesn't do light lagers. They're mostly hoppy. Um, and like they're higher alcohol. And this is again, 4% alcohol. It's a lager. Um, so I think it's tired hands covering actually may potentially covering notch um, because they're doing light, light, lower alcohol, lighter beer. So I got the modern gulpy from tired hands. I'm going to put it back. You'll probably see in the next two minutes, there's another beer in my hand. Um, <laughs> but yeah, who's, who's next? I'll go just cause you referenced. So um, uh, our boy Rob came through and Oh, I was actually quietly looking up the UPS shipping and be like, does this motherfucker get his beers yet? Because they haven't come back to the brewery. So either um, you got them or UPS stole them. And you know, some a lot of times a song is covered because that song becomes a standard. So I went with the standard. Um, what just it off. So Killing it. Why not? You got a little check pills. So Daddy J-Mac for the win. Look at that. We got two on theme. Um, Bones, are you on theme? I'm not on theme. Oh, damn. We've never had a four, a four, uh, a foursome. I was, uh, I was doing photos today for a local um, food truck that just opened up a restaurant, like an actual brick and mortar restaurant. They're called the Flying V, and they do Canadian poutine. Um, yes. And oh, they, that's awesome. They, they partnered up with this local brewery called Cave Brewing, um, and they're like going to feature some of their beers on tap, and they have like a crowler station or whatnot. So. Um, the owner, a little shout out to Christy at the Flying V. She gave me, hooked me up with this uh, crowler of this uh, cave brewing. They um, actually brewed or created a beer for the Flying V restaurant. They're calling it Home Ice. It's nice. this American Pilsner because they're Canadian. They're, Love you it. know, they're doing a heavy like um, hockey theme and everything. So uh, awesome. Yeah, delicious. And Pilsner. hockey starting back no. up. So that's on theme. Yeah, exactly. Too. It's, it's perfect, back right? Up. Yeah. Go. Beautiful. And it's also, crazy. for our folks out there, shout out to J-Mac for giving feedback from – taking feedback from Katie. Shout out to Katie about telling us to give shout outs when we recognize someone. So, Bones, right? you took the feedback. You ran with it. <laughs> Katie McNamara, shout out to you for giving the boys the feedback. Um, love it. <laughs> shout, out, uh, shout out to the shout outs. All shout out to the shout outs. A whole, whole bunch of shout outs right there for you. Um, and Rob, take it away. So I, uh, I went the other way uh, in terms of the cover stuff. I was uh, looking around and I was, you know, a lot of people try to do this style, but there's only one. I feel like when you think about Belgian whites, there's only Allagash White, baby. A lot of there people try to imitate it, but there's only one. Solid I just beer. feel like, like no one should make a Belgian white beer. Like you just, there's no point. Because Allagash is just the best at it. Mm, think about that style of the beer. Think about Allagash. Well, Can you name go. another one that you like other than Allagash White? Not off the top of my head. Probably no. not. Yeah, there you go. No one should cover was, it. Is that what you're saying? It's the ori- yeah, Don't a, even a lot try. of people have covered but yeah, exactly. Yeah, love it. All right, there we go. Enjoy your, uh, enjoy your sips throughout the show. Shout out to Allagash. Um, awesome. All right, fellas. <laughs> Let's dive into round one. So round one this week, the democratically elected theme is cover songs. And we kept it pretty broad. Um, I was going to text to see if we wanted to define it of like cover songs that are better than the original or we believe or, or, or songs that should never be covered. Um, but we kept it broad and I, I respect that. So um, let's open the floor up. And as always, I would love to hear how you approached the, uh, the, the theme 
what parameters you put in place, what filters uh, you had for yourself, and then ultimately how you narrowed it down. Did you have any um, runner-ups? Um, but where did you land and why did you land that way? So the floor is open. Who would like to dive in? I really struggled with this, to be honest, because it was hard setting parameters. I was like, do I yeah. want to go with something that's like a song that everybody thinks is one artist's song, but then yeah. come to find it's actually a cover or whatnot. But ultimately, I decided on my song um, because I came to, um, I read somewhere and, and remember that it was uh, David Bowie's death anniversary yep. this past sunday five years uh, five years yeah so i was like all right i'm gonna go with one of my favorite david bowie cover um and um i went with uh sue george from the life of yes yes soundtrack. i got to see him in philly bones did i ever tell you that really? he played it no. played upstairs at the first unitarian church in the pews oh, that's amazing oh it was gorgeous it was beautiful that's fantastic um oh, and I, I remember reading somewhere that like you know, this, so it, when he was learning to play guitar, he just had a David Bowie songbook. So that's all he learned to play. So then it just kind of worked his way into the film when he was a part of it. But um, awesome. yeah, I love that he's singing it all in Portuguese and it, yeah. and it lines up pretty well too, like melodically. So here we go. I went with uh, Life on Mars. That's a unique version of it too. It's a little more stripped down. I know the uh, the yeah. album track is stripped down as well, but um, that looks like it's from the studio sessions. Mm-hmm. Great song. Yeah, it's a beautiful yeah. song and beautiful voice, like kind of a quivering, um, like really, really remarkable voice, I think. Um, Absolutely. It was a great show. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what year that was, but in uh, a cool movie too. 2005. Is that when the movie came out? I remember the movie being everyone yeah. in college talking about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. sweet sue george uh, he put out another album not too long ago rob did you look that up i know you and... i didn't actually oh i, I thought you were looking at it. yeah i thought maybe you were... I, I can always tell when, you're, when <laughs> your eyes george. are when your eyes are gazing up at the screen uh, i figure that you're looking at uh, a <laughs> some, something historical there a factoid to uh to wow the audience just 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 trying to round out my experience man no i love it no i appreciate it i think it's great uh last album came out in 2015 Ooh, it was okay. a churrasco oh interesting churrasco yeah. is like a very specific brazilian style yeah i didn't um, listen to that album but i remember pretty, it coming up oh, he's yeah. yeah cool yeah awesome thanks bones thanks for sharing that's yeah. a that's a cool cover he's been in a ton of movies holy cow sorry he has really his songs yeah no it came as a neck oh i didn't know that okay yeah, yeah, I, didn't yeah I didn't know that either yeah and yeah, R.I.P. Bowie, five years ago. Um, yeah. right? That was a great album, too, that 
Black Star. Black Star is so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. The Donnie McCaslin band, which is this, essentially the band on the record, like David Bowie saw them in a club in New York and he was like, I want you guys to be the band for my next record. Yeah. Uh, is really good. Like, yeah. The last two records Donnie McCaslin put out are really, really cool. And really just powerful. Band. I mean, he, yeah. he knew he was, he knew he was, he was dying, right? When he's, yeah, when he's making like, that album. Anybody, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I guess yeah, he didn't even tell anybody in the session. Really? Yeah. The mystery yeah, of David Yeah, Bowie. like shout out, shout out to Mark Juliana, best drummer. Uh, yeah, he's a great drummer. Yeah, yeah. super good band. Great jazz drummer. Um, awesome. Um, who wants to go next? Anyone want to jump I'll, in? I'll go. Uh, yeah. Okay. J-Mac, go bit. ahead. Yeah, <laughs> similarly, I, there's so many different ways to go with this. Um, I got really into the covers during the quarantine. Mm. Um, just went down a deep rabbit hole of covers, made yes. a whole playlist of covers great playlist um, by the way and itunes and stuff and so um, you've already covered what you listen to the quarantine justin we don't need that again <laughs> uh-oh uh-oh get in again um but then i was thinking about like what types of songs are covered and i feel like a lot you know there's a trend like a lot of folk artists will cover other folk artists a lot of like rock songs are covered in like various different ways like if you take like dylan being covered by um gospel group that we kind of referenced mm-hmm. last week so i went down that hole but then i just i i i had this album for a while and i it just never hit me that it this cover was on there um and that's and it's another trend that you don't usually see you don't usually see soul songs that are then covered by like a rock band i don't mm-hmm. really usually see that like reverse of order or i couldn't think of one so yeah um i went with um and Jeff, you actually introduced me to this album a long time ago, um, but it's, uh, let me do the old screen share, Ruski. But uh, I went with uh, Baby Huey's cover oh, of A Change yes. Is Gonna Come. Oh, good choice. Um, Great album. We, oh. um, we won't listen to the whole song because it is nine minutes and 30 seconds. <laughs> mm, mm, we got time. We got time. Um, we started early today we can do it we do okay i'm i I would like to listen to the whole thing because it the end is where it takes a a big deviation lyrically from the um the original um but you know for for our listeners who don't know baby huey was a kind of a rock r&b soul guy who who has a heart attack and dies before um his his album in 1970 so and then is later put out but um and this album yeah, is a here's... great diggers fantasy. I have a reissue of it upstairs, but you know, yeah. it's one of those those white whales you find you buy. So uh this uh, change is gonna come by baby Huey. But I know a change is gonna come. Oh yes it will. About 20 years of very serious smoking, 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 smoking. Few ups and downs, down, 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 down. Few trips, 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 trips. Little space odyssey once in a while. To get back. To get back. To get back. J Mac. To get back. David Huey. What a song. I don't remember it being that long on the album, but it is. 
Um, it absolutely is. It is so long. Oh, it's so yeah, long. It finishes it's... out one, one side. Yeah. And then I think runner up to that cover of the same song is Otis Redding's cover. Of oh, yeah. Chains and Becomes Amazing as well. Yeah. And from that out, I mean, obviously he's showcasing his voice, but just like the three components, there's like the, the kind of traditional kind of soul funk at the beginning. And then when he hits that like whale, um, like you just, you feel it. Like you, I, I saw all of our faces be like, whoa. Um, and then the last part, like the spoken word part. Um, so it's cool to see the three, the three components of the song and beautiful voice. I mean, just, uh, yeah, incredible. Awesome. Oh yeah. So here. awesome. And I was just Spoken reading where it's great too, where the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For our listeners, the, may not hear the, the whole thing. We only have 30 seconds of, of, of copyright, but <laughs> what was your favorite the part of the spoken great. word? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love the little, the little, seven minutes in. <laughs> right, I love seven. the little horn beep, the little beeps. Oh yeah. And the, oh yeah. <laughs> little, points. Like, oh yeah. And the little, the flute that comes in there too. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yep. Drive through. So if you like the sample, listen to the song. Oh, listen to the whole nine minutes, baby. It's got a lot to tell you. A lot of lessons in life. Um, sweet. All right. Um, Rob, do you want to go or I can go? It's up to you. Yeah, I'll go. I'll sweet. go. So I chose uh, the Beach Boys Never Learn to Love. Ooh. Which, uh, is, if it, is anybody familiar with said song? No. It's, it's actually a, a, uh, a cover of a Charles Manson song. Excellent. Okay. You're taking us there tonight. Baby. Okay. From, the, from the Manson family murders. Um, Dennis Wilson, drummer of the Beach Boys, or original drummer of the Beach Boys, yes. and the original Beach Boy. Yes, I know uh, that history. Famously had, famously had the, the, a little bit of association with mm-hmm. uh, Charles Manson and the fam. Um, and Charles Manson, a little known or maybe well known to anybody who's listened to any True Kind podcast in the last 15 years, Uh it was a, a sort of like a folksy hippie songwriter. Yes. Um, so when he was living with Dennis Wilson, uh, like played a bunch of songs. Uh, so Charles Manson had this song called Cease to Exist, which the Beach Boys ended up covering as a B-side uh, for one of their singles, which I think the single was like Blue Hills Over the Mountain or something like that. It was some classic 50s song. But anyway, the Beach Boys, like, covered charles manson song so okay. uh i thought that was and looking for cover songs you know you got we all kind of addressed it at this point like um what we're looking for and what the criteria was and i was like oh this is kind of a fun one yeah so i i thought it was like uh as the resident researcher it was a, it was a cool little history lesson involved in, in a cover song yeah that's cool yeah i knew the affiliate affiliation between charles manson and the beach boys but i did not know that they used one of his songs it looks like they n- renamed the song um, yeah, the song was called Cease to Exist. Now, does he get any songwriting credits? No, apparently he sold the rights to the song to Dennis. Huh. Uh, this has since been disputed, apparently, for a motorcycle and hmm. like $400 or something like that. Okay. It was when, like, apparently Dennis Wilson, like, they were, he was leaving the house. Uh, and obviously, <laughs> Charles Manson was give, not the, the best housemate. So Dennis was trying to, like, get rid of him. And he was like, Cool song, man. You want to take my motorcycle and here's some cash. Can you can you go? <laughs> can you get out of my, my and they, life? They ended yeah. up liking the song. There's actually okay. uh, if anybody wants to check it out as additional homework, there's uh, actual recordings of Charles Manson's version. Okay. Yeah. 
There's a documentary that talks about this, but I cannot yeah. remember the name of it. It covers like Dennis Wilson living with Charles Manson and, you know, what kind of the falling out. It may have been that, remember the, the documentary that came out not too long ago about the um, the whole LA like Canyon scene? Yeah, Echo oh, yeah, Canyon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Echo Canyon. I yeah. think it may, maybe it's in that. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, and then there was like, it was briefly addressed in that, I can't remember the name of the movie, the Brad Pitt, uh the caprio movie that just came out last year like, oh great movie oh uh, once upon a time in hollywood yeah it was like vaguely touched yes. upon in there like yeah, referenced yeah, yeah. in there because that's supposed to be like sort of about the manson family or like yes. an altered history of like yeah, how that yeah. family would have yeah the, that stuff but uh anyway here's yeah, a beach boys cover of a charles manson song let's uh, do it it's, it's actually pretty good here we go There you have folks. Here we go. Nice. Charlie Manson written Beach Boys song, a B-side to a single. What was the A-side? The A-side was uh, Bluebird. Uh, I just put it up and then I put that one second. Uh, it was the A-side was Bluebirds Over the Mountain. Bluebirds which is Over a, the Mountain. What year did that come Which is a classic out? song. Uh, it's 1968. 68. Okay. If the, the cover was any indication, it was like towards when the Beach Boys were like, heavy into drugs and well yeah because that's 68 so that's right at around pet sounds um because yeah. Sar- sergeant pepper comes mm-hmm. out in 68 in response to pet sounds which i think was 67 or early 68 um so yeah that's right around then they put that out all right charlie manson there you go who would have thought we're talking about charlie manson at the lounge fellas um deep in the corners oh. of the lounge um yeah Cool song too. Again, the harmonies are on point. Classic Beach Boys yeah. song. If you listen to the original version too, it's pretty close in terms of like melody and like structure. Yeah. Um, the Charles Manson version is obviously like a little bit more wacky because he wasn't oh, sure. that good of a songwriter. Yeah. Player, but, yeah. Uh, Sweet. Awesome. All right. Good pick, Rob. Um, taking us out there. Um, I'll close this out with a cover song. So um, the parameter I put on myself, because similar, I think with the both themes tonight, um, they're pretty broad, right? So uh, I put a parameter on that I have to own a physical copy of it. Um, that narrowed mm-hmm. down my search a little bit. So I've got three records here and I, I applied it to all three. So um, even the Knights Roundtable. So I, I have three records here um, that I had, to, I had to own it. So that helped narrow it down a little bit for the second round, not so much for singer songwriters, but for covers, it helped narrow it down a little bit. And I had it picked, actually, um, the minute we said covers, I was just going to do the gospel, the Bob Dylan gospel, because I had mentioned it, and I was going to do that. Um, I found out, again, that some of the singers on there, the, the beautiful gospel singers, um, the women particularly, um, ended up going on to be uh, well-renowned backup singers for bands like the Rolling Stones. Um, and a few of them were even highlighted, if you haven't seen that documentary, um, 12 Feet from Stardom, I believe it's called. Oh, six um, Feet from Stardom? Six Feet, 12 Feet, some feet. Um, uh, some some distance oh, from stardom good. yeah it's a remarkable documentary <laughs> about background singers. a measurable distance from stardom yes yeah, so find that out for the for the record but anyway so i i didn't do that but i was able to just name drop those things so you should watch that documentary you should get that album Ooh, light we were both light, wrong what was it it's 20 feet from stardom 20 feet 
background singers. Way far the back. Way far the. That seems like real far. That's too far back. That seems way far back. Twenty. I I would put my. The reason why I said twelve. That's where I'd put my background singers. Kind of right there in my pocket. You know. Um, (laughs) But anyways, I didn't say that. But you should get that album. Uh, Light in the attic. um, Reissued it. If you want a copy of of Bob Dylan's Gospels, Uh, I'm not going to play that. Partly because last night, I was watching a documentary. And I was wowed by a fact of a, of a, of a song that I, I love and I didn't know was a cover. Um, and so I was watching a documentary last night called uh, Rude Boy, the, the making of uh, or the coming of Trojan Records, which is essentially yeah. about, uh, yeah, awesome documentary, um, fascinating documentary about um, the Jamaican immigration to London and the influence on culture, particularly music. And Trojan Records was oh, yeah. an influential Huge. ska, reggae um, record. And the documentary highlights some of the key players in the early days of the, 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 the Jamaican and London scene. Um, and then uh, one of the fellows that's, uh, that's noted on there is a gentleman named Dandy, now I'm forgetting it, um, uh, Dandy Livingston, I think it may be. I'm probably wrong. We'll change it in the notes. We don't get all things right here, but um, a, a very powerful singer uh, and very influential. And he does a song called A Message to the Rude Boys. Um, and Rude Boys, again, were kind of these, 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 feature, these figures that a lot of the artists were talking about at the time. Um, and the band The Specials, who are kind of the, ska, the first wave of ska revivalism um, in the late 70s, do a song called A Message to You, Rudy, which I love. It's the first song off their album. Um, and I did not know it's a cover song. Um, so I was very like wowed by that as someone who like takes their musical knowledge seriously. It was great to hear like, oh, I didn't know that. And it's a song I've been listening to a lot. Um, and the specials are, are great. Um, they're, uh, they're a band of, of black and white musicians. We're in the late 70s. That was, that was like something to talk about in, in, in London. And I think particularly like this, this music really brought together the working class um, white kids um, and um, some of, the, um, some of the, the black youth that were coming from Jamaica at the time. There was a, there was a unifying force between the two um, and it was around music. So let's listen to um, A Message to You, Rudy, by The Specials. Great. Love this song. I didn't know it was a cover either. Yeah, I, I had no idea. Um, and I've been listening to this song for years. Also, another great label it comes out on Two Tone, which was... Uh, oh, Two Tone's I mean, Two-tone's the originators of like mm-hmm. first wave yeah. ska, like those were... Yep. And pretty cool, actually. Another tidbit about this that I, I read just because I, w- I was diving into it is the trombonist for the original song, Back in 1967, this is when the original song came out. He plays on the Specials album, which comes out in 1979, which is produced by Elvis Costello on Two Tone. So that that connection there, that historical connection is pretty cool as well. So let's give it a listen. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. 
a really cool song. The whole album's great. Um, I was just listening to it while we ate dinner tonight. It's also interesting um, in the documentary, the, the idea of like the skinhead, which well, I've always believed it to be like very problematic. Um, and I think it, it rose to that eventually, um, like a, a very like racist um, white working class. But that wasn't the initial, um, the, the foundation. Like we no, it was like style, a like the the yeah. boot, like the the Doc Martin steel toe boots and the and the braces and the and the and obviously the haircut. Like that wasn't like that was a sign of working class whites who were in solidarity with um, with their black yeah. peers. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it started off. Yeah. I mean, it's like now you associate like Nazi punks and stuff like that. But like yeah. that originally was like, if you were into like two-tone sky in England in like the, like mm-hmm. the seventies and eighties, like that was like your vibe. Yeah. If you're like a white dude, like that's what you look like. You wore suspenders and super tight Fred Perry shirts and the, yeah. like, the shit kicking boots and stuff. Like, and the Sky Guys, like the original so Sky Guys that, that emigrated from Jamaica in the documentary, talk a lot about like the respect that they, they had, mutual respect that each other had for, for each other, the working class white kids. Um, but yeah, awesome. And again, just like the style of music, I think you're, you're seeing the revival that that's often, uh, they're giving credit to the 1960s, but the, the deep, the bass, and the, obviously the horns, Rob, we, we've mm-hmm. talked about that, like how, why you got into Sky originally, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, that special song could have come out last year. Like, that, like, it always floors me that that specials record came out in the 70s, you know? 79, yeah. Like, it could have easily come out in the 80s. It easily could have come out in the 90s, like, during that wave of Scott. And, like, if you told me there was a Scott band that came out last year that had a song that sounded like that, I'd, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, exactly. Like, yeah. it's, it's funny you say that because even watching the video, like, seeing their attire, I was like, I could see this, like, just being a band that came out just now. Like, yeah. I don't know, almost like that, uh, how, how they have that uh, kind of hipstery, yeah, it's like the like punk rock vibe. Though, that like, if you're, going with their style. yeah, if you're like, if you were into Sky in the 90s, like, you still looked like that. Oh, yeah. Like, it's yeah. like so <laughs> ubiquitous and universal. Yeah. It's one of those things that, like, like it's crazy that it's been doing for like 40 years that, like, oh, yeah. if you're into Sky, like, you still look like that. You know what I mean? Like, checkerboards right. and all that stuff is crazy. Love it. Sweet. Good pick. Um, yeah, definitely. Okay. No, and again, I didn't know. I didn't know it was a cover, and I, I feel like that's always cool to. to yeah, I didn't either. That's crazy. Yeah. which is kind of also then some of it makes me think it's kind of a bummer, like that. Like there should be like it's not really even on. You have to go looking on the album to know that it's a cover, which I don't love. Um, like I looked on like the the, the songwriting credit, and that's where yeah. I was like, oh, that's where they give credit on the vinyl, like in parentheses, it says the guy's name, um, but it doesn't say it on there on the back of the cover. I kind of wish they did. It's the leading track from the album. I feel like. They're not quite giving him the credit he deserves. Inter- interesting note about that, that though. Um, like in like Jamaican or like that style of music, like old ska and reggae music and stuff like that, the the like culture of like attribution for covers, like or attribution of like songs in general, like just didn't really exist until fairly recently. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a really super interesting podcast. I think 99% Invisible did it about the Who Let the Dogs Out song by Baja Men. Let's listen to that. It, Let's pull that up, folks. <laughs> no, but like, like <laughs> hear me out, hear me it, It's like a fundamentally ridiculous premise, but this guy went into a deep dive of like, who, like, where did the song come from? And turns out there's this like 20 year legacy of like where who let the dogs out as we know it from the Baja men started. Wow. And there's okay. been like 17 versions of it. And no one really knows who created the first version and multiple. No one knows who let the first dog out. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> and it's, it's like a really interesting 
dive into like one like that sort of like culture of like yeah like caribbean music and stuff like that and two like music like music industry attribution yeah and like this guy just gets obsessed with the song for no reason at all um and now, so again, like, I, I don't yeah. know if it was like they, yeah. it was just like that's what you did like people wrote songs and then you played yeah. the songs and put your own spin on it and then somebody else but, did yeah. the same thing Go ahead, Justin. that's no different yeah just like that's no different if you think about than like traditional folk music right like yeah. where do some of these songs even start from yeah you know um unless it's like to exploit right if you talk about like elvis and kind of like some of like the first white yeah yeah yeah, yeah. rock and rollers who were taking songs and not giving credit at least on here what it appears is that he gets the songwriting credit which i'm sure there's some royalty in um so from a financial standpoint and just a historical standpoint i think it's always important to to name who wrote the song originally um oh i absolutely agree yeah yeah. um awesome all right fellas there we go we closed out covers all had a unique take on it um and some great songs some diversity of songs there that was that was solid cool um next round Singer songwriters, J Bone, you are up. Can we do a pee, can we do a pee break? Pee break? Yeah, for the for, yeah, let's do it. Um, I'm, I'm sure we got time. A word from our sponsors. Cool. All right. Um, awesome, gentlemen. Let's dive into the next round. So the next round is um, singer songwriters. J Bone, you're kicking us off here. Tell us a little bit about why you chose singer songwriters. Um, yeah. So. Um, when we when we picked this theme last week, it was the first week of January, and I was, you know, thinking about resolutions and stuff like that, and how a lot of people make a resolution of like playing an instrument and commonly like picking up guitar, playing guitar or whatnot. So I just had this thought in my mind or in my head of uh, like a dude with his guitar just, you know, belting out tunes. Um, so that's why I kind of went down the singer songwriter route. But um, okay. in, in picking out my own tune, I was, I was trying to pick somebody who um, I feel like has been an important artist in, in my life in the past few years that I, I feel like I've really, um, I don't know, connecting with on some level, not just musically, but also like personally from like being a father and all of that. Um, especially when uh, you and I, Jeff, went to his show at Union Transfer two years ago. Um, yes. but I picked uh, his golden messenger. I got awesome. this, this box set that he put out, um, back then some of his, uh, originals. So I'm going to play. And you um, didn't note you didn't note that it's signed because we, we met him. Um, yeah. and we got to hang out with him for I a did. little bit. I, I was a little fanboy, and I, of yeah. course, well, it's a good story it. while we got to meet him because he, he was in a, he was in a, speaking of you've changed with was our last episode, he was in, he was big into the, the Southern California hardcore scene. Mm-hmm. Um, not in the or heydays of the eighties, of course, he would have been too young, but he was in this band and union transfer, which is the Philly venue that we saw him at. They put something on an Instagram. They said, if anybody has this album that his golden messenger's band was on, I, I'm, I'm blanking on the name um, that MC Taylor was on. We'll get free tickets to the show. And I had the album uh, of this obscure, and I, I had a, I had a compilation. It was from Ebulation Records, which is an awesome hardcore kind of screamo label. He, he had his band had one song on this compilation, and so I, I gave it. We got free tickets, and we got to meet him. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um. So I, I picked a song off of his um, debut album, which was Bad Debt. Yeah. Oh wow! And yeah, um, he recorded it in his kitchen. Yep. Down in uh, North Carolina just him and his guitar, just real raw. 
Um, mm -hmm. So I thought that would embody it. And this video that I found is actually from um, some session, I guess, put out somebody who started on a YouTube session in, well, in the UK, actually song. songs from the shed. And oh, yeah. He, it, it sounds just like the album recording. Yeah. But um, it's just him playing this in, in a garden shed, basically. Yeah. But I just love the, I Great love the song and, and uh, I love the, the feel of this uh, just being recorded in a garden shed too. So, Balth Balthazar's song, song, right? Yeah, sorry. I forgot to announce that. Working like a mute. I'm pulling slow on a rain black road with a load I can bear. If you could come to me If you could take away my mind If you could fill me up Like an empty cup That would be fine That would be fine looks so young i saw it's 2011 yeah. <laughs> um, which is crazy it's nine years ago yeah um he put out a new song today um if you hadn't listened mm -hmm. to it it's called sanctuary yeah um it's a cool song yeah and i miss that again i like i like the new stuff i miss that uh, i'm I, ha is probably my favorite album by him um bad debt too that's the first one i ever heard great label too that i still follow if you don't follow i think they put a paradise of bachelors um, Steve Gunn was on them. He was on them. Um, uh, Jake um, Xerxes, like what's his Fussle, kind of Fussle. Fussle. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a there. great singer songwriter too. I just watched his KEXP. It was really great. I saw him live too. It was a beautiful show. Um, yeah, good one, Bones. That's awesome. Yeah, that that's. I, I agree. Anything he and just a good person too, from what I can tell from social media. And we met him. Seriously. Just like believes in a lot of cool stuff, like. You know, as like as an advocate for like injustice, and um, his his wife is a public school teacher in North Carolina. And those two albums that he put out during quarantine, the two live right. albums, um, all the proceeds went to um, Durham Public School System. Mm -hmm. um, so you you gotta respect that on another level. Like I'll I'll follow someone for that reason only. Um, and so that was really really great to see that he was supporting that and totally. good dude. Yeah. Yeah. Let's try to get let's get him on the show. I think he would come on too. Like he's a big no, music yeah. guy. I think him and like get him and Phil on here. We'll do a gospel yeah. night. Phil Phil Cook will come on and do a gospel night. Um, Phil, you out there? You listening? Shout out to Phil. Shout out to Phil. Um, <laughs> who also shows resume. <laughs> make MC Taylor, who credits Phil for like the reason why he traject because I think he from interviews I've read, he said he had a moment where, you know, he thought music was done. Um where he had been in, because uh, His Golden Messenger had put out albums before Bad Debt that were full band albums, and he had been in the game for a while. And he was, I think, he, I believe he was studying like um, folklore in, in North Carolina, the um, like American traditional culture. And, uh, and then Bad Debt comes out, and from there he gets signed to Merge. Um, and, and then, of course, they, they get a little bit bigger. But yeah, great band, great band. Awesome. Um, 
I'll go next because um, I'm going to kind of go in another direction, still singer songwriter. And again, keeping with my, um, I had to own it. So it narrowed it down some. I did. I do have a lot of singer songwriter albums. Um, I'll save my build up to like people I would have chosen because I think some of you may may choose the same one, and that that's tiring right now, anyways. But um, I went with an artist that I found out about maybe four years ago from one of my favorite music blogs, which is Aquarium Drunkard. Shout out to Aquarium Drunkard. Um, 2006, I started reading Aquarium Drunkard in, in, in my room at Temple University, and they're one of my go-to music sources, and they still are. Um, so I heard about this artist in 20, uh, five years ago, and it was great to see this year, 2020, he started to have kind of a, I don't know, get the credit that he deserves. Um, with some reissues um, and the reissues have come out in the last year or two, um, but it's got written up in New York times and um, really getting the credit that I think that he deserves. And I, and I really love this album. It's one that I put on off often. Um, and that's um, the artist Beverly Glenn Copeland. So um, Beverly Glenn Copeland writes beautiful albums and um, doesn't have many of them. Um, and they really span a lot of different genres, which I think is unique. Like at the core, he's a singer songwriter. He's like, I love music and I'm gonna write songs in different styles. And his first two albums are these really jazzy, folky, kind of like Joni Mitchell albums. That's the one you looked at there, it's a reissue. Beautiful voice, beautiful arrangements. Um, and then in the, I think it's the 80s, puts out this album called Keyboard Fantasies, like starts getting into synthesizers. Um, and drum machines and it was like ahead of the curve with some of that sound and that's a really cool album too very different from that one um and it's getting reissued right like these crate diggers are finding it um probably only sold 200 of that album that i just showed you which is a self self-titled album um but now you, you could like now they're like crate diggers dreams but they've been reissued and again a lot of publication and the other reason I bring them up, I, I think representation in music is important. So uh, Beverly Glenn Copeland is a black transgender man um, and uh, began publicly identifying in the early 2000s. Uh, he was the first, he was one of the first black musicians to be at McGill um, University for music um, and got a lot of flack. Cause at that point he was, he was not, um, he was not out as transgender, but was openly with women um, and left McGill. Um, and so uh, is also a, a, a transgender icon in music, which I think is powerful. And it's been great to see music publications like Pitchfork and others begin to think more about representation and who they, who they cover. Um, so I'm gonna play a song. It's the first track off this album. I strongly recommend listening to his, his first two albums that are folky and then go the other direction with keyboard fantasies. I believe there's like a compilation called Transmissions, if I'm correct. Um, I haven't listened to that one yet because I've heard the original ones, but um, powerful musician, incredible voice and really cool arrangements. So it was tough to pick a song, to be honest, but I love this one. And Jesse, you really, you talked about like the guitar. So a guitar is heavy on this one. I've could, I could have gone to other ones, but a, a true, in my mind, a true singer songwriter that is finally getting, um, is finally getting his, his due. And so let's listen. So this is a song from Beverly Glenn Copeland called Color of Anyhow. And I won't ask how long you love me, baby. It's on my mind. 
right? Like his vocal range is, is remarkable. Um, and I thought it was also, and when I, I think initially when you think of singer songwriter, you do think of like white dude or like, uh, like sitting in a coffee shop and like, it's, it's a very, it, it, I think the stereotype is like of like a, you know, of like a, a white troubadour. Um, and so I thought it was powerful to have like a, a black transgender man um, that is an incredible songwriter and has such, has such range both vocally and stylistically um, that I would strongly recommend listening to the albums, but any thoughts? Where'd you, I loved it. Where'd you um, get the LP from? Oh, geez. I don't remember at this point, maybe off Bandcamp a few years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I got it. Yeah. I remember when it, when it was reissued, who, who reissued it? Is that? Uh, yeah. Let me, let me take a look. I, I don't, I honestly don't know. I don't know if it's like a, it's not a, it's not one of your traditional like numero group or light in the attic or any of those. Um, honestly, I'm not even seeing anything on here of, uh, supersonic jazz is the, is the, is the label. Um, actually it's supersonic jazz zero one. So it potentially is the one and only thing they put out. Um, and he has a few others that you can find. I think at last is one. Um, but I, I loved this one. Um, and some of the arrangements are more like jazz heavy and or- orchestrated. I mean, there's a, there's a band, there's a one, two, three, four, five, six piece band. That's part of it too. Um, and I like the arrangements, even like the subtle guitar. Like if you hear on like the right, right side, you hear the little bit of like the guitar and that they pan the drums to the left. I think there's just some cool production too. Yeah, that was great. Gave me a lot of like Joni Mitchell yes. vibes. Yeah, for sure. And even yeah. Con- yeah, contemporary. You know who I was thinking of when I heard that song is I'm a big fan of as Riley Walker. Um, mm. Like I, I got a mm-hmm. sense of that in there. Speaking of singer songwriters that I listened to a lot, um, something in in that production which was which was pretty great. But um, yeah, check out the other stuff again. You can see here on on this website that I've got pulled up. Keyboard Fantasy is very different. Um, using the Atari a Roland drum machine and a Yamaha that couldn't be more further from what we just listened to. Um, so again, I think like a sing- to me a singer songwriter does that. Like I you know like tries all these different styles. If you really if you truly love songwriting, um, but yeah. Anyways, that was like the year the Yamaha DX7 came out too. Like that was right. like brand brand new. Okay, yeah, and that's talk, like being ahead of the game in that, and and got no recognition. I mean, those albums sold nothing, so it's really powerful and important. I think to see that he's getting the recognition, um, and and selling albums in, uh, in in his in his seventies. Um, mm-hmm. Awesome. All right. Uh, cool. Who wants to go next? I'll go, Jeff. Uh, mine sort of relates to you in the sense that like. Um, Immediately, I thought, you know, singer-songwriter, like, guy in a coffee shop, like, um, and I was looking for something very similar, like, similar to you, Jeff, that was, like, a little bit different than that, but, like, still fit within the vein, and uh, I was, like, literally deciding up until you just finished your song, which, like, what I was going to go with, (laughs) I was, like, very, very torn, like, uh, I immediately went to uh, my first pick, like, all week was Tallest Man on Earth. I just really oh, like his yeah. records. He does okay. from Sweden, like super, super great. Shout out to Tallest Man on Earth. Um, also from Sweden, Earth. you are just you are you're pumping their music scene from Viagra Boys to Tallest Man. You got a loves the Swedes. Did, 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 did the government of Sweden sponsor you when you're not telling us? You're making some money. Up? The, the needle, the needle, the needle <laughs> and groove lines will not sell out. We're independent always. 
right. <laughs> this next song sponsored by IKEA. Not by choice. Not, not true. If you give us enough money, we'll sell yeah, out. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I was gonna uh, say this, we, we won't sell out unless you try to sell us out. We all we all we all get kids or kids on the way. So <laughs> yeah, th- th- this will be from an IKEA desk with an IKEA monitor, whatever you need. Perfect. This yeah, IKEA you, closet in the background. Yeah. IKEA microphones. Anyway, um, so uh, I was. One, the reason I was hesitant to pick the artist that I'm choosing right now is like, I couldn't find a good video to represent like really kind of what I wanted to, like why I think this artist was really cool and sort of unique as a singer songwriter. Yeah. But one of the things I settled on, it settled on is what something Jesse mentioned last week was like a, a guy and his guitar. So this is uh, for this video and this song, a girl and her guitar. Oh, Imogen yeah. Heap, <laughs> nice playing her super famous song "Hide and Seek," which I think was like her first single that was super big. Um, at this point in 2014, she was using the guitar to like do all the like very classic, like layered, stacked vocals type of thing mm-hmm. live, um, which is comically uh, hilarious because it's a guitar. It's so guitar hard just... for me to take guitar seriously, and it, I'm not trying to knock anyone out there. Oh no, 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 no! no. It, it, it's very like the I... pun was very apparent to me. But um, if everybody's heard the hide, you'll recognize the song immediately mm-hmm. and you recreate it flawlessly with the guitar using it as, as like her sort of bow cutter. Um, really what I was looking for, and I'm really hedging my bets here and I'm talking too much, but like, I don't know if you've seen anything she's done recently, but she has this whole system of like gloves in this like rack uh, collar thing that goes around her when she performs live. So she controls literally her entire live show, plays solo, with just this set of like digital gloves that control like all of the instruments and her head movements can like raise and lower different instruments and do all of this insane stuff. Nice. Um, and I really wanted to find a high quality video of that, That's but crazy. they're just, it's a bunch of like audience videos that really didn't do it justice, but it's literally, she's the entire band by herself, classic singer songwriter, but like controlling an entire orchestra essentially That's of cool. instruments all with her hands and her head movements and where she moves on stage and stuff. Even like if she moves to the left, wow. everything will pan to the left, everything yeah. will pan to the right. Like she's control. It's like this insane thing. I highly suggest anybody look into it. Wow. Um, but in that same singer songwriter vein, uh, here's a little bit of that. Um, Cause I, one, I think the song is really cool. And I think it's a, like a little bit of a, a different take on the like singer songwriter mm-hmm. uh, milieu. Here we go. doing that all on the guitar so we're watching a live version of that obviously for for our listeners out there it's a live version um at a ted talk i saw nonetheless a vancouver ted talk yeah um, a number of her things are at ted talks and stuff really? like that i could have okay. played the the you know obviously the studio versions that are more orchestrated and stuff yeah um but she does do solo performances that's like really that, cool so. and also a connection back um 
Imogen Heap, the first time I ever heard her was uh, on that song on Garden State, which Justin yeah. mentioned a few weeks ago. That song with like Let Go, I think it's called. Yeah, Let like Go was like the, the big Garden State one. Um, Has she done anything recently? I, I haven't followed really, to be honest. Uh, like any newer, newer albums? Uh, not any newer albums that I, uh, not like super recent or anything like that. Yeah. Um, like a lot of philanthropy work in the UK and a lot of like work okay. stuff and stuff cool. like that. Um, but you know, not even that, but like a lot of precursor to a lot of like the folktronic folk yes. songwriters now, like Bonnie Vare and stuff like that. Yeah. That's you know? a good point. Yeah. Sort of like no. the introduction of like this classically like solo singer songwriter, very like rustic vibe with like right. electronics and all that stuff, right. which is like yeah. pretty ubiquitous now for a lot of those folks like oh, Singer and all that. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Um, do we want to pause here for a minute and restart back up and just try to get it in? Or J-Mac, you think you want to get it in, in, in the remaining time? Yeah, shut up. I got it. So here we go. Um, so I thought of singer-songwriter. I, I'm going traditional. So I think your traditional singer-songwriter, the best ones, are similar in like a literary sense as a tragic hero. They all possess some kind of inherent flaws that also makes them mm. amazing writers. Um, but then also singer songwriters, the best ones tell a story, all their songs are stories. And so from, um, I went, it was no question for me The I would argue the greatest singer songwriter of all time, which is um, Towns Van Zandt. So that's who I went with. Um, and then I, I would- I had a feeling you'd pick that. Bold yeah. claim, all right. And then, um, yeah, Super Bowl. And then also just like a lot of, we lost a lot of singer songwriters this year. Um, John Prine, RIP. We had yeah. Just, Justin Towns, Earl, RIP, you know, just yeah. a lot of people. And so I wanted to kind of like represent them too. And then this song, Tecumseh Valley, is probably one of the most oh, tragic songs song. ever. Um, and then this is from a, a DVD and it's just, uh, it's amazing. So here we go. She turned those hands to labor. But the times were hard, Lord, and the jobs were few. All through Tecumseh Valley, where she asked around, and a job she found, tending bar for Gypsy Sally. Well, she saved enough to get back home when spring replaced the winter. But her dreams were denied, her paw had died. All the word come down from Spencer. Towns, here we go. I'm going to make another plug. We talked about this before, but if you haven't watched Heartworn Highways, which is hard to come by, at least you can find the clips of it online. He, he does a version of Waiting Around to Die, his solo version, um, with, that, with the gentleman in the background that like, puts, puts him to tears. Um, mm -hmm. Such a great scene, a powerful song. Wild life, dude. Wild life. Oh, that yeah. Too. That yeah. is for sure. All of those guys had a wild life, man. I mean, again, that Heartworn Highway shows yeah. you a glimpse of it. And they're probably at their best when there's cameras around. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know. right. I mean, yeah. even there in that video, he he misses some 
court. You can tell he's kind of strung out a little bit, you know. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a great. Yeah. That, I mean, again, I think a true country outlaw kind of singer songwriter. They were they were doing it right there in the in the mid seventies. Um, yeah. Good choice. Um, awesome, fellas. Well, there we go. That closes us out for um, singer songwriters. We got again like a wide range there for our, for our audience to find find a gem um, and really take it with them. Um, Awesome. So uh, I'll see you guys on the other side. Um, all right, we are in the last round. The um, the lights are getting low at the lounge. The noise level is going up. We our visitors have frequented the lounge, the bar numerous times. They're ready for the gauntlet, baby. The the, the glasses are clinking. The pool tables are, 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 are slamming. Um, I don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, oh yeah. What's up? You, 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 uh, you got you to write some of these out before the next yeah, one. That was, yeah. We should explain explain the full round. Where all, right, yes. all right. All right. We all explain right. the format to the people. So for, for, for our folks listeners. that listened last week and haven't been following our Instagram, because J-Bone, our, our social media manager, did explain on the Instagram. So if you're not following our Instagram, get on it now because we'll be putting tidbits out there for you, for you lovely listeners. Anyways, round three is the criticism round, right? So essentially what we do is we choose a song, relatively a recent song. We have, we have gentlemen's rules where it's a song maybe that's coming out in the near future or it came out in the not too distant past, the last four or five, six months or so. Um, and then what happens is the, the fella plays it up and then the other fellas have three options. Starting with the, 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 the first option, you can slug back your beer. You can pound it back, which essentially means like, wow, that song resonates with me. That's a sound I'm into that I want to be into. I'm tomorrow. I'm listening to that whole album. Thank you, sir. So that's the pound. The sip is, Good, solid track. I'm not into that right now. Maybe six months ago, I would have pounded it. Or maybe six months from now, I'll, I'll do, I will when I get into that genre or style. But I'll give it a sip. Solid, solid song. Not for me in this moment. And then there's the no sip. You put your beer. The elusive. The elusive no sip. No sip. The dreaded no sip. Um, which shouldn't be that it. dreaded. It shouldn't be that dreaded. The no sip is essentially uh, uh, another lounge mate saying, Dude, that's just really not what I'm feeling right now. Like, no thanks. I'm probably not going to listen to that. Like, cool, but like, might be a cool track, but it's just not for me. And I don't see it being for me right now. Um, but thank you. A non-endorsement. You're a non So you got the pound, you've got the sip, and you've got the no sip. Um, awesome. <laughs> so in the commercial break, folks, J-Bones is eager to go first. Um, he said to me, Jeff, like, please, sir, let me go first. <laughs> um, he did not say sir, but I'm going to pretend that he did. Um, please, sir, so may I have another? Right. So he wants to go first, and we don't know why. Uh, we're about to find out now. Can't um, wait. So J-Bones, take it away. Go first. Tell us what you got, and let's see if we, uh, we like it or not. It just plays off a da- uh, Daddy J-Max last tune too well. Oh, okay. So Ooh. earlier this week, um, came across – the album that Steve Earle did, got together the Dukes, 
covered a bunch of his late son's songs. Magic. Re- released it digitally yeah. last week on the 4th, which would have been um, Justin's uh, 39th birthday. Damn. The vinyl comes out in, in March. But uh, when I came across it, I was in the process of, um, you know, giving my, my own son breakfast, like feeding him. I'm like listening to this album, like crying as I'm like <laughs> giving my son his breakfast because to think of like a father, like covering his own son's songs and then putting it on an album is just like incredible um, and incredibly heartbreaking, but beautiful at the same time. So, so my pick for this week is Steve Earl and the Dukes doing uh, his late son's song, Harlem River Blues. Awesome. So let's give it to the fellas. Um, a pound, a sip, or a no sip. Rob. I mean, got to respect what's going on in that team for a number of reasons. What's he doing, folks? Is that a pound? Wow, he's really pounding it. Okay. Tell us more. I mean, what more can I say before I chugged it? Like, you know, father having to cover his, like, you know, prolific son's tunes. Yeah, doing and doing really really well. Like, how can you not pound to that? You know. There you go. Yeah. Even even if I didn't like the song, shout out, got to got respect. You know. <laughs> yeah, Bones. I think um, not to be an asshole, but you're setting us up here a little bit, man. I guess it's not fair. I mean, like, how, like even if I was like, fuck it, I hate that song. That's true. How can I? Fu- how I can I say- put my beer? You you set us up. You definitely set us up here. You, you I will, I will, say, I will, I will want, say this, though. You <laughs> wanted some sips this week. You wanted a bunch of sips, maybe even a lot of pounds, and you set us up. I see I see what you're doing. J-Bone, okay. I, I will say this, though, J-Bone. That, that was, the one, originally a legitimately good song, and two, like, a good rendition of it. It fit with the theme of cover songs initially. Everything wrapped within what you just did was, was very nice. You did set I mean, us up a little bit, but sure. you picked a good song, okay? Definitely you did, did. It, you did it well. You did it well. But I, I was still, I, you I didn't still love the song too. <laughs> okay? Right. I'll go. It's a I'll good go. song. Yeah, it's a good song. I'm going to give it a sip. I'm sipping to it. Um, again, I liked it. I, I never really got into um, Justin Towns. Or I, I just didn't um, for whatever reason. I don't know why. Maybe you all can convince me. I saw someone post something somewhere of a, you know, it said, Choose an album that some people don't like, but pick a song that will convince them they will like them. So maybe you all can do that for me. I just never, I never like spend a lot of time with his catalog. Um, I personally again, not wasn't either until it like he passed away and like went back retroactively. Like I yeah, wasn't. Yeah, same, like same. And again, not that I don't respect him and know a lot about him. I know about Steve Earle who like, you know, I respect him a lot, even though I don't mm-hmm. like some of his 1980s albums. They're like really bad kind of like country. I think personally, but um, that's for another day. Um, but hey, yeah, Matthew. I think it's a solid tune. I think it's a, a solid tune. I, I will probably listen to it at some point, but um, yeah, no, I, thanks for sharing. Yeah, definitely RIP to that. But yeah, give it a solid sip. Cool. Pounding the sip. J, uh, J Mac, you up? 
<laughs> oh boy, it's that time of night. I understand the. Uh, well, I'll keep it. Up. Oh my god. Oh my oh. god. Whoa. Okay, tell us more. So, folks. Are we? Are we? Are we, we got to tell them. I mean, no. Are we, are we allowed to talk about this yeah. on the podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> no, so, all I go there was clicking beers. The lounge had gotten loud. People are I mean, opening beers around me. I could People talk. dancing. I, I mean, it's crazy. Like, um, so, folks, what you just saw was a, something we've never seen in 12 episodes and three bonus episodes. We've never seen Not the true. double pound. Huh? Not true. What? Not true. What do you mean? I double pounded on the, the bonus episode with Papa Vic. Oh, you did. You did. Mm. Yeah, but that will never be on Earth. So. No, that, that, was, that was neither here nor there. This is the That's first true. recorded. This is the here, first. Here's what it was. It wasn't a double pound. It was a shot and a sip, and here's why. Here's why. On brand. So. I like that. I, it was, obviously, it's a great um, remembrance of uh, a great singer-songwriter, um and i i love that song it's the first song that got me into um oh okay justin uh towns earl and then i also like the end of the song with uh oh, so the, good the oh i love that singers. i wish they kept and that going yeah that was exactly. the best part that made that made the song it, it it is it is dark the album the concept and so i i don't think it would be an album that i would just like listen to all the time but i appreciate it for what it is um, and it took a lot of guts to do it, I would say. I don't know if I would have had, you know, but I think I, I think I read an interview was saying he did it, you know, just as much for himself as a coping mechanism um, sure. more than, than anything. But um, yeah, like some catharsis. Yeah. yeah. And I like Steve Earle's early Guitar Town is amazing album. Um, but so I, you know, the sip for I wouldn't listen to it all the time, but the shot for what it is, I respect it. Dude, I like that. So a, a shot. Sorry. So for the record, it wasn't two pounds that we're talking a, a shot and a sip. Love it. Okay. Have we just introduced it? I think we might have. Right. I, I, I'm going to have to keep a bottle <laughs> right really. next to me. Can we so do wait. a commercial bake real quick? Right, I, I have to keep like a, a bottle right next to me. So then, yeah, I kind of like that. I think we're changing the game. I think we're, we're building the ship as we sail it here. Um, so you're saying, so the, the, the shot was like respect. There you go. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. The shot was respect. I like but then that. the song itself. Got to sit. Was the beer? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. It's, okay. It's not a pounder song. Come on, like it, it, the song itself, the original. Yes, but you know that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, so Rob, we just clarified that if um, if you're gonna take, and unless you want to do your own thing, but like if you're gonna mm -hmm. pair it up, the shot of bourbon or whiskey or, or your 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 scotch or whatever have have you is is it's it's to pay respect to an artist um so i like it i like it there you go all right fellas there we go our first round up in the um in the round table the lounge round table the audience liked it um we've seen some, we set a precedent here uh we've got a pound a sip uh and a shot and a sip who wants to go next um Mine's totally unrelated, so I can go next if you want. I'm your take it away, baby. All right. Um, so, is anybody familiar with Fortet? Yes. Mm -hmm. Fortet uh, Mad. Is this the Fortet Madlib collaboration? Spoiler: It is. Yes. <laughs> uh, so Fortet uh, went absolutely 
nuts at the end of 2020 into 2021. He put out two records. He put out two singles on EXO with Tom York and Burial. Yes, the Tom York one's cool, too. Yeah, Both Tom York ones were super-duper cool, and I was really on the fence about putting those ones on. Even his Fortet records, the two he put out, he put one that's, like, very experimental, ambient, sort of, like, soundscape stuff, and then one that's more sort of, like, classically Fortet, uh, pseudo-electronica, pseudo-sort of, like, house down tempo stuff yeah um kind of at the same time it, like all at the same time but this one tied into last week's theme with sort of like you know mad lib and uh, yeah. all that sort of stuff and yep. i just thought it was a more compelling song to like bring yeah. to the group not that those other songs weren't compelling sure uh, but i was i was not gonna lie i was going for a couple of sips and i thought this one would go a little bit better um <laughs> nice. oh, setting us of- up you guys are just groveling for sips out there. I'm like not just... groveling for sips. I just think, okay, <laughs> I plan to be speaking about these in my monologue beforehand, but out of all those things to listen to a snippet and to introduce to the people, you know, that aren't our wives, the seven people <laughs> on Instagram, uh, I thought this was the most compelling one. So here's uh, the first song from the forthcoming full album of Fortet and Mad Lib collab. So... I will most likely be playing another song from this record when it eventually services sometime <laughs> in Okay. Um, Mad Lib Fortet. Oh, yes. Let's hear it from the. Let's hear it from the boys. Daddy J Mac. Go ahead. He's holding the beer up. It's in a glass, a nice glass. He's putting it back. 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 Oh! Getting that big C hug. Looked like that was a pound. Yeah, I was feeling it at the, at first. I was like, I don't know, and the vocals just came on, but then yeah. that beat hit. Yes. Mm, all the way. Yeah, that classic Madlib beat. Yeah, loved it. And then I listened since last week. I listened to a lot of the stuff we mentioned. Jay Dilla, just lots of beats, and so I was into yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I love the. I love actually like the the vocal sample in the very background that they look like the ah, like really the higher yeah. soprano. It's like really subtle, but like it, it like it's almost used as like a like a piano chord change. It's like following yeah. the the main yeah. vocal. It's super great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll go. I'll go next. Ooh, ooh, is that a chug? <sighs> That's a chug. I got a little, I got, a little chug? got a little burp right there. <laughs> Double sip. I had to put it back. Sorry. I was. Uh, I didn't so, want to. So didn't want to belch we, on the second episode of our of our show. Are uh, we saying that a double chug is equal to a sip? Are we we making no, a double double chug is a pound. Um, double chug is a pound. Um, I'm pounding. I loved it. I, I've been I've been following that you know, collaboration going on, um, and I I like Fortet. Uh, some of his older albums like. I love a lot. I don't get into them as much, but the collaborations have been like really sparked me um, to, to, to what he's been doing. So I'm excited. Oh, to super. See yeah. Super yeah, underrated. The, the, as yeah. A the collaborations so, yeah. are great. And I do think, I think that's another, you know, uh, silver lining. If you can ever say that with, with like the pandemic is 
a lot of collaborations happening. I think people sending each other stuff. I mean, Rob, you and I were doing it, but like on, on a grander stare, like Fortet and Tom York, I think you saw that, like people wanting to engage. And I think we're going to yeah. see a lot of that more so than we may have ever. Um, and I think that's really powerful. And I think that's a great example. Yeah, of more people people like that, especially for musicians, like right now, like you had to tour eight to 10 months out of the year to like right. make money. And that's like all people were doing, you know, like shoving albums and new songs in where they could. And yeah. then all of a sudden, like you can't tour anymore at all, yeah. you know? And luckily, you know, some are most artists, a lot of artists, like people came out and supported them. So yeah. they had these uh, like more time than they probably have ever had since they were like 15 or 16 writing their first albums or the first time yeah. they were making bands to like sit down and make music and, yeah, yeah, and then like send it to people and manipulate it. So yeah, J Bone, what you got? We got two. You got two pounds. What you got? Close this out. He's holding it up. Ooh, in the tired glass. hands glass. In that tired hands glass. A tulip glass. A nice tulip glass. A poundski. Three pounds. A poundski for sure. Just um, what Rob wanted tonight. Right. <laughs> but um, set it up not, for you, baby. Not only was the the beat great and the vocals. Um, but actually, Fortet came on my radar earlier this week when I, I like created a station in Apple Music on Krongbin. Oh, yeah. And Fortet came in. I, I didn't really know them before that, but uh, was digging some of their stuff. There was an album in 2017 they put out that that came through on that station. Um, the song was, I just had it up. It was uh, Lush, I think it was. Oh, yeah, from, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, New Energy. I was vibing on that earlier this week, so it was good timing. Good timing on Rob's part for me. Uh, so yeah, definitely a pound for me. Sweet, awesome. Loved Three it. Pounds. There we go. Three pounds. Three pound skis. Wow, Did Rob's gonna see... sleep well tonight, boys. He's I don't know if you. Well I don't know if you saw on the, the the YouTube feed, but he was literally performing live as we were watching that. Yeah, I'm sorry you say that in the chat. Yeah, he was okay. creating new tunes. There we go. As we sat there, folks, we are. I should, are, I should have switched are, over to that to, to have that vote. Oh, that been, yeah, we are. We are attuned to what's happening musically here on this at the at the lounge. It's a, it's a, it's an epicenter of culture and music at the lounge. Um, I'm gonna go next because I'm not I'm not groveling. I'm not I'm not setting I mean, us you up. You like, have to go next. You're the last I, one. No, Justin didn't go. What, son? Yeah, no. See, I, I didn't forget about you. Rob did. I got my whiskey for you, Justin. Oh, he's got his whiskey. Yeah, ready. Yeah, let me go because Justin is. I mean, Jesse is talking about. You know, De Jesse used death to get sips. <laughs> Rob. A legitimately good song to get sips. My bad. <laughs> Rob setting us up. You know, he had he had my, my, my bad. I my my bad. I picked the song that I thought everybody liked. It was a legitimately good song. I told you. I play some bullshit for Remember, like six days. The Needle the Lounge is an unfriendly place. Don't you forget it. Um, yeah, it's unfriendly. So I'm gonna go for you. I, 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 <laughs> I'm gonna. I, <laughs> I told you I'm keeping with my theme of. Um, uh, yeah, I'm keeping with. Love you guys. I'm keeping with the theme of I gotta have the record right. So uh, I'm gonna break the mold a little bit here, um, but it doesn't. It doesn't break the the, the mold of what we set. This You've is changed. Album. I might, I might have, and you can this, tell me if I have. This is an audio medium, it. but I'm checking my head in, in no, disapprovement. This is an album that was released the last three, four, five months or so, like, like, like our criteria sets up. But the song was written some time ago because it's, um, it's, a, it's a, not, not a reissue, but it's an unearthed um, finding. Um, and so 
this is an album again, the, another connection from Aquarium Drunkard, uh, a song that came, uh, an album that came out this year in 2020 um, by a Southern preacher named um, Brother Theotis Taylor. Yes, sir. Um, and this album is on Mississippi Records, which is out of Chicago. Um, but Mississippi Re- Records out of Chicago is a, is a great label that unearths a lot of old gospel and blues. Um, and Brother Theotis Taylor is a 92-year-old preacher out of Georgia, still alive um, when this album came out, which is awesome. He played with Sam Cooke back in the day, never quite had his due, only put out six singles, um, six remarkable singles that he put out um, on 7-inch, but toured with people like Sam Cooke. And again, back to my previous one with with Beverly, uh, Glenn Copeland, he's getting his due um, now, and now they put out some albums. And some of the songs and the songs that I'm playing or him recording, he goes to his piano, he keeps an eight track there. When the spirit moves him, he writes a fucking song and they're beautiful. Uh, and, he, and he has, quote unquote, a heavenly, I thought it's Chicago. You're um, wrong, baby. Portland, yeah. Oregon. Really? Yes, Someone check that. Rob, check that. It's, I just checked it and I've fucking been there. So okay. <laughs> the, the label? The label is not yeah. Chicago? Okay. Yeah. I thought I, when I saw it, on, when I looked it on Bandcamp, it, it said Chicago. Anyways. Um, I stand corrected. I'm fine with that. But he writes <laughs> a lot of these songs that he's written has been at an A track at his piano. And that's one we're going to listen to. And I also argue this song, which was written some years ago and just and was unreleased, is a precursor to Kendrick Lamar's All Right. So it's essentially a song about like, I just got to get let's just get through today um, and tomorrow will be tomorrow will be a better day. Um, and like, we're going to be all right. So uh, so here we go. So we're going to listen to we're going to listen to brother, brother Theotis Taylor singing, If I Could Just Hold Out Until Tomorrow. So yeah, some clarification. We were both right. You're let's, both let's, right. Let's shake virtual hands. We I can see. I can see. And then me as well. Uh, I I went with 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 currently, but that. So it looks like even on the Bandcamp, it says they're from the the record labels in Chicago now, and the 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 physical location to buy records is in Portland. Rob, is that correct? So yes, the situation is the original owners of the store created a record label uh and then the record label was subsequently bought out by a filmmaker from chicago Mm. so he moved the record label portion of ms records to chicago got it yeah but the storefront in portland was very renowned and respected so that was kept perfect all right researcher rob for the win tonight folks at the lounge um Let's squeeze this in before the commercial break. Justin, go ahead. A pound. This kid's pound. He's loving the selections tonight. This guy. He's taking. He's been taking shots. He's been doing everything. Yeah, I mean, I get, about, I, get, yeah. I get this album. I love yeah, this great. album. It's, it's good, so right? good. The dude's ninety-two. Still, you know, it's amazing. Right. 
I went between this. I love the first song too. Somebody's gone. It's a yeah. great track, but I, I, I really like this one. Like res, even this idea. Like I listened to this a lot during quarantine. I'm like, oh, geez, I just gotta wait till to, like we're gonna be all right if we just get through this crap. Um, and nothing like a preacher sharing that. Uh, Bones, go ahead. Oh, we can't hear you, Bones. You're I'm sorry. Uh, I'm gonna do the Daddy J Max special. I'm so- doing. <laughs> I'm doing a shot out of respect for the 92-year-old oh, man. who toured with Sam Cooke. Like, talk about setups. Come on. Right? What? That's not you, a setup. I was, yeah, I was Jim, factual. Jim, I was giving facts, baby. With that, just, that, that, this little thickness. 92 years old. Preacher. Yeah. Versus Sam Cooke. How, those, how can you not at least give some respect to that? So, okay. res- Respect. I love seeing you all take shots at bourbon, but I feel like this is a cop-out. I don't know. I feel like we said something. J-Mac, I love it, but I feel like we, we're like, all right, go ahead. So you giving it a sip? For the song, I'm giving it a sip. Okay. I'm not going to rush out tomorrow and listen to that, but you should respect it. It was, it was decent as a song. No, I got you. I dig it. No, I, I respect uh, that. I, I agree with that. Okay. Take the bourbon. He'll take the bourbon. Brother, you hear that. Okay. Uh, Rob, close us out. Respect. Oh, man. <laughs> you guys just want to take shots of bourbon. I think that's it. Like, yeah. But no sip. No sip. Ooh. I'm glad the respect was introduced. I, I respect the historical nature of what he has done and where he has come from and what he is doing. Did I like the song? Not particularly. Mm-hmm. But from a, a, a historical standpoint, do I appreciate the story? Absolutely. Yeah, I Am I interested that. in hearing more about him? 100%. Am I going to listen to that ever? Probably not. Mm. <laughs> Fair enough. Yes. I think that's I like a problem. That. I, would, I would argue that that's a problem in your life. You could use the gospel, young man. <laughs> I, I'm an Irish Catholic man. I don't need any more gospel. <laughs> I got enough of that. I got enough guilt. Um, all right, folks. So, uh, Brother Theodos Taylor, a lot of respect out there. Um, I like that this new uh, this new tier was introduced. I do. I I like it a lot too because like you can pay respect to the artist, but still decide on the the quality that you feel the song has or the uh, how good the song is. So and and it stakes for you because you're taking shots of bourbon on a Wednesday night. Like that's the (laughs) that's you know you do you get you're gonna risk a lot there. You know that's true. To pay respect, you do have to risk a lot. I, I appreciate that. I suppose. The audience should see Jeff. He's not happy. He's not happy with the decision. No, no I mean, the only reason I'm not is because, like, I feel Jeff, like... Jeff appreciates a little bit of savagery. He likes he likes a little bit of right. negativity. Like, I would have been fine if you just gave me a no He wants more, like, he wants I, more I, throats I, cut, you know? I, That's I think <laughs> less of you that you, you... You know, I love that you, you pound in bourbon. I think it's great. But... um. No, but that's a good caveat. It's like, the, the there's... I can appreciate the artistry of what has happened. Do I like it? Absolutely. No, I didn't. Okay. But okay. do you like the, the story and the, your, your setup of it was very appealing. Do I want to like learn more about him and learn more about that stuff? Would I watch a documentary about it? A hundred percent. Would right. I okay. listen okay. to the album? Did yeah, I like the music? No, I find okay. it compelling. That's all. I think that's what the, the bourbon is for. Okay. There we go. There we go. And, and and for the record, you got a no sip. Rob gave you a no sip. No sipped it. And that's fine. I mean, I think he's a dumbass. Um, so 
if he doesn't want to drink a fine beer to a delicious song, I mean, that's his, that's his choice. I mean, if you want to put up a, a, like a, a, a less than quality song, whoa, 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 to whoa, listen whoa, to, that's fine. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I respected the story. I, I respected the web you weaved, but I did not res- didn't like the song. I mean, Jeff, if you don't want to do the, uh, the respect I, shots, then maybe we shouldn't do any story telling no backstory before we play the song. Just be like, here's my song. Yeah. Or if you're, or if Listen you're feeling, and here's what you think. Or if your feelings are getting hurt, everybody times someone, whoa, 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 someone gives whoa, whoa. you for an opinion record. on your song. Wait, for we the can, record, we can, we can, wait, 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 we can wait, mix no. this all together. Don't, don't put my feelings into it. I'm the one saying, just give me a no sip. I don't need this like secondhand, like, oh, I'm gonna drink a bourbon because I respect what you said. Like, no, I'm saying, just give me a no sip. Like, no, son, I'm not gonna listen to that again. Why did you? Oh say that? boy. Oh, says uh, the man whose every song comes with a ten minute preamble about the songs he didn't choose. But I only did that once this time. I like the I like the preambles, and I'm about to give one. So yeah, shut, thank you. That's so shut up. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. It's about- hey, hey, don't 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 mistake my insulting of Jeff for my dislike of preambles. I love a good preamble. I just chugged a bunch of bourbon for a preamble because I didn't <laughs> like the song. With that said, J Mac, preamble away, please. Go ahead. Please talk for the next ten minutes. I'm gonna chug for your preamble. <laughs> I went. I kept my theme as last week, a little R and B soul, contemporary. Yes. Um, <clears throat> so shout out to my um, coworker, good friend Aisha. She posted on her stories this week on Instagram. Uh, Jasmine Sullivan. I knew you. Were and say then, that. and Sullivan. then, and then in grade level meeting today, you know, some people were hyping hyping this album up. So I spent some time with it. And, yeah, that's uh, great. Here's what's great, you know, working from home. You got kids, and in the evening you want some adult music, and this, <laughs> this is, is some adult. very adult music. <laughs> <laughs> and so, oh, like, man, those snippets, those thirty-second snippets in between each song, are I really, love it. Oh, yeah. So, go ahead. So I'm gonna, and it had me thinking about like some of the R and B soul, yeah, people that we think about that we've played on the, um, if you think about genuine, if you think about. Teddy P like all these you know they're adult yes. songs right they're not so if you're listening folks don't have your kids around you know just, just this, is adult <laughs> this, is, this is after hours at the lounge right the kitties have gone home yeah. this is after hours baby and, and I, adult swim yes I like part and another element of the album is about like you know um we you know in the U.S. there's a strong like patriarchy so the idea of like yes yeah. women talking about sexuality compared to men is usually frowned upon and so this is just like another example of um women being able to talk about sexuality in a way that is empowering about their bodies and um yeah this, this country's got a reckoning that they need to fix i'm excited to see what song you pick because I, I yeah go ahead selected uh put it down as nice. my song and our, our buddy Anderson Pock is featured on this album. Yes, he is. Guys. Yeah, it's a good track too. Oh yeah, yeah. beautiful voice. I, I got scared. I didn't hit. Sound. And while you're setting that up, a plug to watch the M- she does an NPR Tiny Desk from Home. The last song on this album was with uh, the artist Her. They, yep. I mean, it's like it's a voc- it's a vocal clinic on how to like do a duet <clears throat> to an incredible Ooh. singers that you should all watch. All right, here we go. Give me that all the time. Wanna know why they have it. Know what I said, they asked me. I can't help it, it's a shame what it do to me. My girls ask me what it is. I say it's the thing. My 
I'll go first. He's out of beer. That can's empty, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that 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 that's a suspect chug right there. Mm-mm. That's a pound chug. Oh yeah, I finished it off. I've been listening to that album all week. I think it's it's <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, and I'm glad you picked that song. Uh, if I hadn't stuck to my vinyl only, I was gonna pick that. So um, I'm glad you did. I think it's a remarkable album. Her voice is incredible. The collaborations are incredible. It's a fun album. It's it's I think it's like deep to the way that you said it is, and just like a a, a great album to listen to. It's been on all week. Uh, Rob, go ahead. Fresh beer. I heard a dog. <laughs> Sip. Oh yeah, he came out to check me out. Is that a sip? I would say hard sip bordering on pound. You can't do that. <laughs> sip or pound. Right, sip thank pound. you, Jesse. Thank you, Jesse. You can't do this. We're creating all these different things. Oh, little pounder. This is just a baby pound. Since, um, since the guy who shucked his, his spit in a can and chugged it like three <laughs> seconds ago. Um, was that a sip or a pound? Come on. Stand up for you, what you believe in. That was a sip. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Tell us more. Uh, I think it's a quality song, and uh, it didn't uh, it didn't blow my socks off, but okay. respected it. It was good. Got it. Okay. Yeah, Jasmine Sullivan. There you go. Uh, J. I won't be ahead. risking my professional career on a Zoom meeting to uh, to have it playing <laughs> in the background, but uh, yeah. Who did who did that? Because <laughs> who knows? Just a hypothetical situation. <laughs> Uh, Jay Mose, go ahead. All right. He's I'm going to give it a no-sip. Ooh. Oh. Um, this might be your first no-sip. I don't think you've ever given a no-sip in all I think it may episodes. be. That I mean, might I think... be. I, I don't know. I like, if I'm going for that, like, matriarch kind of vibe, I'm going to go Lizzo. She has my heart. Like, oh, Lizzo's got your heart. Even though she's, like, you know, super mainstream and all, like, if I'm going to go for that vibe, that's what I'm going to go for. I, I don't know. I wasn't digging the vibe okay. as much. I don't know. Just to mm. be honest. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Kid's not going to listen to it. That's fine. Um, all right. There we go, J-Mac. We got uh, Jasmine Sullivan. Got a pound, a sip, and a, and a no sip. Awesome. All right, fellas. That is the uh, That closes us out for the week. We had quite the week of uh, cover songs, singer-songwriters, and uh, criticism round. There we go. Awesome. I'm going to close this out. Thanks for coming to the Needle and Groove Lounge. We hope you enjoyed the show. Want to engage? Follow us on Instagram. Reach out if you want to join the show, recommend a theme, or give your criticism. Follow us at Needle Groove Lounge. Thanks for listening. Come again to the Needle and Groove Lounge.